Welcome, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Jesus Christ our Lord. This is Brother Jimmy Fortunato, and you're listening to a sermon from the Pilgrim Baptist Church in Tennessee. For more information about our church, please visit us on the web at pilgrimbaptist.church. We are in 2 Timothy chapter number 2. We're going to explore a few verses this morning, and I want you to go home with understanding exactly what the context of this is. Let's start at verse number 11. The Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse number 11, it is a faithful saying, for if we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. If we suffer... We shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also, he also will deny us. If we believe not, yet he abideth faithful, he cannot deny himself. Of these things, put them in remembrance, charging them before the Lord that they strive not about words to no profit, but to the subverting of the hearers. All right, let's bow and pray. Quickly, one more time, Heavenly Father, please help me tell the truth from your word. We thank you that we have your word that we can hold, read, and believe. In Jesus Christ's name we do pray over the message this morning. Amen. First, uh, let's see, verse number 11. For it, the Bible says, for if we be dead with him. Are you dead to sin? If you placed your faith in Jesus Christ, you are dead to sin. Romans chapter 6 Verse number 8, uh, let's get that, Romans 6, 8. Uh, let's start at verse number 7, Romans chapter 6, verse number 7. For he that is dead is freed from sin. Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also Live with him, knowing that Christ being raised from the dead dieth no more. Death hath no more dominion over him. For in he, for in that he died, he died unto sin once. But in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin but alive unto God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Hallelujah. What a great verse. For if we be dead with him, back to 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse number 11, you're dead to sin. Christ was buried. His body was dead to all those living around him. He rose again. He's alive forevermore. When you and I are buried with Christ, we should be de we are dead to sin. We've had a new birth. Who you were before you got saved and who I was before I got saved, that person's dead. We're raised in newness of life. Let's get a couple of verses. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Second Corinthians chapter number 5. Verse number 17, the Bible says, Therefore, 
If any man be in Christ, is that you? If you've trusted the Savior, you are in Christ. He is. That means in the present tense right now. A new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. What a great verse. What a great reminder verse. Colossians chapter 3. Let's get that. Colossians chapter 3, verse number 3. The Bible says, well, let's start at verse number 1. If ye be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Oh, I love, I love Colossians. It's, it's just the union of Christ. Set your affections, affections on things above, not on things on the earth. We're a new creature. Verse 3, For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. There's security. There, there's not security living in this world. You're in Christ, there's security there. Your life is hid with Christ in God. Galatians chapter number 2. Galatians chapter number 2. Verse number 19. For I, through the law, am dead to the law that I might live unto God. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh. I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Don't give yourself to sin. You're living this life right now in the flesh. Remember, Christ gave his life for you because he loved you. Don't give your life to this world. Give your life to God. Your life is here with Christ and God. Live for him. Live for him. All right, back to 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse number 11. And it says, we, look at this, the end of this verse, we shall also live with him. That's right now. Right now, in the present, you and I are alive with Christ. Christ liveth in you. He was raised up from death. He won the victory. We shall also live with Him. So right now in the present, Christ lived a life of holiness. We should strive to and have the desire to want to live a life of holiness. Christ lived a life of obedience unto the Father. We should strive, we should desire to want to live a life of obedience. He was totally surrendered unto the will of of the Father. We should live with that same desire to be totally surrendered unto the will of God. These are simple truths that we really should try to take hold of each day. This is how we can live a life more abundant in Christ. 
We shall also live with Him, not just now, but also in the future, because we're going to live with Christ forever. Now, let's get 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse number 12. If we suffer, we shall also reign with Him. Honestly, do you and I think that we're going to be treated as Christians any better or any differently than our Savior? If you're a member of the body of Christ, if you said, hey, I'm living for Christ. Christ liveth in me. My life is hid with Christ and God. Praise the Lord. Okay. What did he go through? Don't expect to be treated any better. You're going to experience some level of suffering. Let's flip back to Romans 8. Romans chapter 8. Because we're going to share some glory. We're going to share some triumphs. We're going to share the victories in heaven. And Romans chapter 8, verse number 17 says, And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if so, be that we suffer with Him, that we may be also glorified together. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory of which shall be revealed in us. Okay, now I want you to get, take a deep breath here. Because we're going to get into some ground where people get confused and they think that they can lose their salvation. Verse number 12. If we suffer, we shall also reign with Him. If we deny Him... He also will deny us. If we deny Him, He will also deny us. Now, I want to take a step back and I want to look at the context of the chapter. Verse number 1. Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Verse number 3. Endure hardness as a good soldier of Christ. Verse number four, don't get entangled in the affairs of this life. Please Christ. Strive for what? Masteries in verse number five. And don't expect a crown if you don't strive lawfully. So what is Paul doing here under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit? As we look at the context of this verse, he's compelling Timothy to live a life for Christ and he's giving him some how-tos. Look, a soldier. What does a soldier earn? Rewards. Then he gives the comparison of a man striving for masteries. What does this man earn? Well, he's crowned. He's crowned if he strives lawfully. What does this husbandman or this farmer, what does he earn? He earns the reward of the harvest. He's doing things. This soldier is doing things. 
This man is striving for masteries. He's doing things. This farmer, this husbandman, he is doing, he's farming, he's earning a harvest. He's, the other man is earning a crown. If he's a good soldier, if he lives to please Christ, his Lord, if he strives lawfully, if he labors in the Lord. So now where are we at? Where are we at? Where are we at? Look, I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it. Verse number 11. It is a faithful saying, for if we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us eternal life. Is that what it says? No, that is not what it says. He will deny us rewards. No child of God who has put their full faith in the cross work of our living Savior Christ has no should have no fear of losing their salvation. He will deny us eternal life? No. He will deny us rewards. Get 1 Corinthians 3. I want to show you something. And then get Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5. Keep your finger at 2 Timothy. 1 Corinthians chapter number 3. Verse number 1. And I, brethren, who's he speaking to? Christians. Could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. I have fed you with milk and not with meat, for hitherto you were not able to bear it. Neither yet now are ye able. For ye are yet carnal. For whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions, are ye not carnal and walk as men? Whoo, that's pretty hot right there. Imagine walking into church on that service with those brethren. They just let them have it. What does that tell us? Brethren and sistren don't always live their life for the Lord. Are they still brethren? Are they still members of the body of Christ? They are, but they're acting like knucklehead carnal Christians. You see that? Christians don't always live for God the way they should. Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5, verse number 16. This I say then, Walk in the Spirit. <laughs> he has to tell us that because we walk in the flesh a lot of times. O wretched man that I am. And ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. How do you not sin? 
You've got to yield yourself to God every day and purpose in your heart to walk in the Spirit. You try to do it in the flesh, you're not going to... You and I are going to fail. Verse 17, for the flesh, why? Why are we going to fail? Because the flesh lusteth against the Spirit and the Spirit against the flesh and these are contrary the one to the other. So that ye cannot do the things that ye would. But if ye be led of the Spirit, ye are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are manifest. Which are these? Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresy. He goes on. Christians don't always walk in the Spirit. And when they don't, they fulfill the lusts of the flesh. Are you saved? You are. Are you on your way to heaven? Hallelujah, praise the Lord, you are. But down here on earth, you're blowing it. I'm blowing it. Christians blow it every day because they don't walk in the Spirit. They don't lose their salvation. Okay. Let's go back to 2 Timothy chapter 2 because I want to break this down and I want us to look at how are these verses put together? Look at verse 11, verse 12, verse 13. Verse 11, it shows our stand. This is eternal life and it shows our standing before God. Let's read it again. It is a faithful saying. For if we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. Eternal life. That's our standing before God. Look at verse 12. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. This is our state. This is our eternal rewards. Verse 11, eternal life. Verse number 12, eternal rewards for our present situation. This is our state with God. There's a difference between our standing with God and our state with God. Our standing, we have eternal life. Here, now look. Let's flip back to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Verse number 12, we'll start at. Uh, verse number 11, I'm sorry. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Now, if any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest. For the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, for he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. Look. God, 
Are you building upon the foundation of Jesus Christ? Are you, are, are, my life, your life, every Christian abroad's life, if they are living with an eternal perspective, if they're doing things that have an eternal perspective in mind for the Lord, built on the foundation of the Lord Jesus Christ, He has rewards for us. We're going to lose rewards. We're not going to lose eternal life. We are not going to lose our salvation. But depending on how we live our life here, we are going to suffer loss of rewards. God's going to, ah, denied, going to burn up. Nothing's going to be there. You build something for yourself. I build something for myself. It's going up. It's not worth nothing. But you live for the Lord. And you do things that have an eternal perspective and are for Him with the right heart, the right attitude, the right truth. He's got a reward. That's going to last. He's going to deny you a reward. Not eternal life. Uh, go over to 2 Corinthians. Let's look at one more. 2 Corinthians. Because I really want you to get this. It's very important. The doctrine of eternal security is understood. Not just believed because, well, the, the church doctrinal statement says so. I want you to know. And I want you to be able to explain it. 2 Corinthians chapter number 5. Verse number 9. Wherefore we labor that, whether present or absent, we may be accepted of Him, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. Rewards. Verse number 12 is dealing with eternal rewards. Now let's flip back there to 2 Timothy chapter number 2. So look at again. Verse 11, eternal life. Verse number 12, eternal rewards. Look at the end of verse 12 now. If we deny Him, He will also deny us. Well, what's he going to deny us? He's not going to deny us eternal life, guys. He's going to deny us eternal rewards. So let me ask me and let me ask you the same question. Can you and I deny Christ? No, I praise God. I would never deny Christ. I'm, I'm a, you know, a Christian. Hallelujah. I'm in church on Sunday morning. The book, the blood, and the blessed hope, and premillennial, and I, it's, I got all the adjectives down, amen. Glory to God and hallelujah. Uh, okay, how about the situation now changes? There's now a gun to your head. Uh, Lord, uh, who's he? <laughs> well, that would never happen to me. You keep thinking that. There's a knife to your throat. 
by some peace-loving Muslim. Oh, it's the religion of peace, all right, if you agree with what they believe. If not, uh, throw that, all that peace stuff out of here. We're not in the 60s anymore. Now are you going to deny him? Praise God, I'm going to go down in glory, amen. I'm a hero of the faith. No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. The heroes of the faith are the ones that have gone through that, and they have. Third world countries, first century Christians, read Martyr's Mirror. Now they get your kids involved. Deny them when your kids are gone. If the situation changes in my life and in your life, and if our circumstances change, we're not so happy in the Lord anymore, are we? <laughs> our circumstances make it easier for us to say amen, and it makes it easier for us to want to live for the Lord, but there's people all over this world that do not have the situation that we have that are going on for the Lord. By God's grace, He's given us this situation. Maybe this is the, as much as we can handle. So, what happens? We deny Him? Guess what He's going to deny us? Eternal life? No. Reward. You think those martyrs that died in the first century aren't, didn't receive eternal rewards? He's not denying us eternal life, guys. Situations change. Circumstances change. You and I can go, we can all go the opposite way. So praise Him that He's given us the situation that we have, but we're not as strong as we think we are. It's just our current situation has us believing that we would not deny Christ. And that's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. So, just to reiterate, if we deny him, he will also deny us. Reward, reward. Now look what happens in verse number 13, okay? He gets back to eternal life. So if we look at verse number 11, it's eternal life. If we look at verse number 12, it's eternal rewards. And now he's gonna wrap up these verses with a period, with eternal life. And look at how it's structured. Verse number 11, it starts as a brand new sentence. And it's all tied together. A semicolon, a, uh, a comma, another comma, a semicolon, another comma, another semicolon, another semicolon. And then at the end of verse 13, it ends in a period. Look at that, how it's bunched together. Verse 13, back to eternal life. If we believe not, yet he abideth faithful, he cannot deny himself. We're assured of our eternal life. Just in case someone would think we can lose eternal life, he assures us Christ will always abide faithful. You and I won't. The best believer out there won't. But our Savior 
will always abide faithful. Our eternal life is secure. Our eternal rewards is what is at stake. All right, let's break this down and let's contrast it with parenting and children. If you have children, we all do here, adults, they were born into our family. After church, they start fussing and they start acting up and they start misbehaving. Do they lose access to the family? No, just family dessert time. <laughs> they lose reward. <laughs> There's no ice cream tonight. There's no... Your children don't lose access to being part of the family. They're your children. They're born into it. They act dumb. They're going to get what? Consequences. They're going to get loss of rewards. Mom, Dad, how come I can't? Well, here's why, son. Here's why, daughter. You're losing this reward because you're acting like a potato head. That's why. You don't lose access to the family. You're loved and you're part of this family and you will never not be a part of this family even if you don't want to be a part of it. So you're a part of it. I'm leaving here. You're still part of our family. You can't get rid of your family. You can't get rid of being a member of the body of Christ. If you're a member of the body of Christ, if you're born into God's family, you and I are stuck with each other. Well, I don't like that Christian. Well, he don't like you either, but guess what? You're stuck with each other. You can't lose that. You hate to exercise church discipline. No pastor looks forward to it. No church member wants it to happen. They lose reward. They don't lose eternal life. All right, your kids lose the reward of good behavior, rewarding them. They just lose the reward. They don't lose being part of the family. We got to get this. Eternal security has to be gotten. All right, let's start to wrap up. And look what happens in verse number 14. Of these things, put them in remembrance, charging them before the Lord that they strive not about words to no profit, but to the subverting of the hearers. All right, first, of these things, put in remembrance. It should excite you. It should put your mind in a place to remember the importance of your life hid with Christ in God and of your eternal security and the importance of, look, you're going to be rewarded for living with an eternal perspective. It's very, very important to remember. So he says, put them in remembrance. And now look what it says. That they strive not about words to no profit, but to the subverting of the hearers. To subvert means to overthrow. It's a corrupting of the foundational beliefs. We don't want people to be subverted. 
And it can turn people away from the simplicity of faith in Jesus Christ. I said before, I'll say it again because we got to get this. You are secure in Christ. Eternal security. I want to live a life for God. I pray you want to live a life for God. But if you do dumb stuff, and if I do dumb stuff, he abideth faithful. I don't lose access to being a part of the family of God. I'm just being a knucklehead and God's saying, you're not going to be rewarded for that. Now straighten up. Straighten up. And then finally, verse number 14, but to the subverting, uh, strive about, let me try that again. They strive not about words to no profit. It's just to stir up controversy. Some people like shock value. Some people look for supposed contradictions. Oh, you see here, you can lose. You'll be denied eternal life. Well, that's funny because it doesn't say that. There's a colon there after it says he will deny us. But you know what people do? They insert eternal life. See, there's a contradiction in the Bible. No, there's not. It's just you don't understand it. There's no contradictions. There's no reason to stir up controversy. There's no reason to create all of these things for shock value that will have no profit. Produces subverting of the hearers. We are told to strive for masteries and strive lawfully. Now, I'm going to finish up. I'm going to run a few verses and then we will be done. Eternal security. Let's get John chapter 6. And then we are done. We're going to run one, two, three, four, five, six, seven verses. Oh, man. I know it's 12.05. The crackle barrel never closes. John chapter 6, verse number 37. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me. And him that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. Well, you can lose your salvation. No, you can't. Verse 38, for I came down from heaven not to do mine own will, but the will of him that sent me. You and I should try to do the Father's will as well. Let's be like Jesus. Verse 39, and this is the Father's will which hath sent me, that of all which he hath given me, I should lose nothing. Did he give you eternal life? You're not losing it. But should raise it up again the last day. You know what God's will is? You know what the Father's will is? That Christ should lose nothing. He ain't losing us. John chapter 10, verse, this is the third verse if you're, if you're doing the countdown. John chapter 10, verse number 28, and the Bible says, And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. 
You're not going to lose it. Sorry. Romans chapter 6. Romans chapter 6. Verse number 9. Romans 6, 9. Knowing that Christ being raised from the dead dieth no more, death hath no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once. But in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Can Christ die? Am I in Christ? Are you in Christ? Is your life hid with Christ in God? Nobody can get to you. Nobody can get to me. God's got the devil beat when it comes to hide and go seek. He hides you right in Christ. You ain't losing it. You ain't losing it. Romans, uh, let's get to verse 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Popular verse, right? Great for witnessing. Written to save people. Salvation is a gift. It is not a wage that you earn. If you don't earn salvation, what would make you think you would do something that would cause you to lose something that you couldn't pay a wage to get anyway? It's not a wage. It's a gift. It's a gift. 1 John First John 3, verse number 20. For all of you that think, well, look, we all get to this point, right? For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. God is greater. Last verse and we are done. First John 5, verse number 3. Very popular verse. I'm sure you all know this verse. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know. What does it say? That ye may know. What does it say? That ye may know you have eternal life. And that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. Everybody that believes on the Son of God can know that they know that they know can know for sure that they have eternal life. Would you bow with me, please? Father God, thank you for eternal life. Thank you for hiding us in Christ. Thank you for keeping us. Thank you when our heart condemns us. You are greater than our heart. Thank you for your Holy Bible. Help us to live with an eternal perspective. And Lord, thank you for going to the cross and paying our sin debt. It was something, salvation, Lord, was ne never a wage that we could earn. Always a gift that you freely offer. We thank you for it. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Amen. Thanks a bunch for listening. For more information about Pilgrim Baptist Church, be sure to visit us online at pilgrimbaptist.church.
where you can also send me a personal message or learn more about joining us for a church service. And remember, Christ is all.